you're listening to episode of Life Lessons with Laura. <sighs> it's a new year and as you can hear, I have Ollie barking outside, I have email notifications going off and you know, life is just a beautiful fucking mess. <laughs> to put it simply. So welcome back from your holidays, welcome back from you know, taking a couple days off work if you did not have holidays or actual days off work. I have something extremely helpful to give to you today and I really hope that you're able to take this with you in your journey and apply it to your life in different aspects and different ways that suit you best. So this episode is going to be focusing on self-care and really how I'm able to sit in the mess of life and laugh about it. Um, number one, get some, get some community. Get some people in your life who are great conversationalists, if that's what you like. For me personally, I love community. I love stimulating conversations. And I love people who challenge the limits of my mind. People who are able to share with me perspectives that I had never thought about or see the world in a different way are always very fascinating to me. And I love having conversations with different people for this purpose because it is a way that I can expand. It is a way that nurtures my growth by not being so linear or one-track minded. So one way that I care for myself naturally is keeping the door open to new people, new opportunities, new conversations, and seeing where that takes me, keeping an open mind and an open heart. And this is self-care because it allows you to be flexible and malleable and understand that there's so many alternative ways to solving one problem or so many alternative perspectives to the same situation. You know, there's that old tale where three people walk into a room. They all have separate rooms. They're all blindfolded and they have to basically guess the object in front of them. So person number one walks in and they feel, uh, you know, they, they feel a tail and it's fuzzy. And they're like, okay, well, in my room, there's, there's a tail. There's definitely a tail. You know, another person, person number two walks into their room and they see or feel a face. And they're like, there's definitely like a face, like a long tube and some kind of like face. Like I feel like there's eyelashes, something breathing. It's it's a face for sure. It's a face. Person number three walks into their room and they feel it and they go, oh, this is snake skin. I have skin in my room. All of them are right. All of them were feeling different parts of an elephant. And all of them were correct in their experiences of what it is that they felt. 
and they were so adamant, like, this is a tail, this one's a face, no, it's snakeskin, and they were trying to kind of almost fight with each other that my perspective is the true perspective, but in reality, they all are. They all are true perspectives. So it's just fascinating that we all go through this world thinking so linear, thinking one plus one equals two, which, yes, it does, I'm not going to argue that, but... You know what I mean? Like, just thinking in one track or one way when there's so much more. And when you grasp the true nature and size of everything, you start to kind of lose your ego. And the more we can drop our ego, the more we can let down our walls, the more we can let people in and love in and have space for positive experiences and more understanding towards one another. Now, let me back up a little bit. So in psychology, the ego is basically the psychological component of our personality that's represented by our conscious decision making. So it's like an instinctual, it's it's biological, it's the social component of our personality and conscious. So I took a little excerpt from BetterHelp to kind of help define the ego in psychology. Ego psychology might emphasize why you should understand and harness your inner resources rather than relying on external sources. By focusing on personal growth and development, you might empower yourself to become stronger and more confident. Through ego psychology, you might have the ability to tap into your unique skills and strengths, You may also be able to identify areas for improvement, increase self-awareness, build resilience, reduce stress, anxiety levels, manage your emotions, and make better decisions. This is just a glimpse of what this fascinating field may offer. There may be more benefits awaiting those who explore its possibilities. With the proper guidance and support from an expert practitioner or qualified therapist, anyone can release their full potential by unlocking the power of ego psychology. Now, this is from BetterHelp.com. This is not an ad for BetterHelp. I have no affiliation with BetterHelp. However, um, it's just a very fascinating way to put into perspective how the ego plays a part in our conscious decision making and how we can take back that power. So for me, as I mentioned, in my self-care practice, one of the ways I choose to I don't know how to say it, let's just say opt for ego death to kind of allow myself some other perspectives just to have great conversations with a wide variety of people. Um, The other things that I love to do for self-care come from health and self-care is very tied to our health because you will not feel good, you will not feel good about yourself if you don't take extra good care of yourself. So for me, that looks like buying organic local produce. There's this amazing company called Mama Earth Organics, and they are fantastic. They deliver from Toronto all the way around the GTA. You order online and they'll deliver it to your door and they support local farmers Uh, All the produce is organic, so you know you're getting good foods, and it's picked with care. So I've never once gotten anything in my basket that's unedible or, you know, say, gone bad or anything like that. They're fantastic. 
So for my self-care practice, one of the things I like to do is make sure I nourish my body well. So I buy organic fruits and veggies. I make sure I meal prep as much as possible for that week. And whatever I don't meal prep, I also try to make cold-pressed juices. So I make sure I nourish myself from the inside out. And it starts with my nutrition, it starts with my fitness, and making sure that I'm getting my two walks a day with my dog in, that I practice my yoga, and I make sure I take care of my exterior and my interior. Another self-care practice that I love to do personally is clean your space and organize your space. There is nothing like coming home to a clean, organized space with dishes put away, with laundry folded. You feel like a boss. You feel like you're on top of the world because you're able to just flow throughout your home with ease and not have to worry about the mess in the corner or, you know, I don't know if it's my OCD, but I can't sit and relax and read a book in a room that's cluttered or that's messy or that needs to be swept of dog hair or cleaned of dog hair. Having a large, black, fluffy animal makes me very consciously aware of all the hair in my house. And I clean like a madwoman, but I do a little bit every day so it doesn't overwhelm me. So that's another practice that I do for self-care is taking care of my space, making sure it's clean and organized. And another thing to keep your mental health in check while you prefer things to be clean and organized is to make it simple for yourself. And what I mean by that is put your cleaning products where you're going to use them most. So for example, in my bathroom, I always have wet wipes in my bathroom and a spray to clean the countertops. I always have some type of like Windex or mirror cleaning spray close to my mirrors and you're going to be so much more likely to take the time, take a couple seconds to quickly wipe something down than you would be to spend hours doing it on a weekend when you want to relax, right? So by making it convenient for you, it helps you stay on track in terms of organization and cleaning. Uh, That's one big tip that's really, really helped me. If you want to hear more on organization, check out my podcast episode. There is a dedicated episode to organization on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts from. The episode is number 20. It's called Organization Keys and Life Update. So during the holidays, I really took time to dive deep into my self-care practices and just self-care in general because I wanted to improve and I also wanted to feel more at ease day to day. And on top of all of that, I didn't have any plans. I actually did not make very many plans. I ended up seeing some friends here and there and um, just kind of sporadically. So nothing was really planned when I started my vacation. So other ways that I nurture myself, uh, this is more so personal because these are things that I find work for me and it might be different for you. But some of the ways I nurture myself are taking long showers and baths. And what I like to do when I take a long shower or a long bath is 
I like to use visualization techniques such as letting the water rinse all the negative energy off of your body. Let the water soak into your skin and nourish and hydrate your skin on a cellular level. I also like to make sure, of course, I'm super hydrated when I do this. Or, heck, bring a bottle of water in the shower with you. Another thing after this is to take the time and moisturize my whole body. I do my face masks, I do all the girly shit, you know, the face masks and the hair masks and like the hydration and just facial massage or foot massage and really take time to deeply care for yourself. Take time to give yourself a massage. Have you done that? Have you ever done that? We, we end up going to other people and paying crazy money for some things that we can do on our own. So take some time, moisturize your skin, give yourself a good rub. Um, another thing I do is sensual yoga. I find it helps me tap into my femininity to practice sensual yoga, which is really just feeling everything in your space and taking deep belly breaths and being present for everything that comes up for you. And lastly, or the last couple things I love doing for self-care is to spend time doing nothing. Spend time sitting on your couch in silence and taking in your surroundings. Spend time looking out the window and watching people and cars go by. Spend time in silence Because it's so important for neutralizing your brain. It's so important if you don't meditate to take some quiet time to yourself. Meditation is also another form of spending time in silence, spending time with your thoughts, spending time with yourself. And sorry, I said lastly, but really this is the last thing is, of course, read books and of course, go to therapy. I think... A lot of the things that people struggle from in their minds could be alleviated with a couple therapy sessions or with an unraveling of what's really going on behind the scenes or what's happening subconsciously that you're not aware of. And psychotherapy will give you tools and tips to help you get to where you want to be. Reading books also helps you learn. It's a form of entertainment, but it's also very good for your health to read books. Again, with the ego death, and entertaining alternative perspectives. It's like a way for you to drop your storyline and dive into someone else's. And I absolutely adore books for that. I love self-help books. I love, you know, novels and fiction and I love all of it. I just find it so fascinating and there's nothing better than cuddling up on the couch and being in your cozy clothes with a hot cup of tea or something like that, like an organic tea or something, and just diving into a book. So in summary, those are really my tips for self-care. You know, I I mean, let's start quickly and do a quick review top to bottom. So first and foremost, we have ego death. We have have conversations with different people, entertain alternative perspectives. Second, we have exercise. Make sure that you take care of your body, that you're going for walks, that you're going to the gym or you're practicing your yoga or you're doing whatever makes you happy that gives your body some kind of exercise. 
Third is to keep a clean, organized space. You know, for your mental health, you gotta make it simple. Fourth is spending time in silence, reading books, psychotherapy, taking long showers, baths, taking time to moisturize yourself, sensual yoga, um, and really just think of things that fill your cup. Think of things that make you feel whole. These are just the things that make me feel whole, but it doesn't necessarily translate to you. So please make sure that you think of some things that really make you feel like your cup is full and you're ready to tackle the world and do those things repetitively for self-care. Carve out the time for self-care and I promise you, your life will improve. Once again, this podcast is supposed to be for personal development and growth. I'm here to be like a pocket bestie. I'm here to support you. I'm here to share things that have happened to me in my life in hopes that you may learn from them or take something of your own from what I have to share and apply it to your life in a way that's valuable to you. I'm doing this because I love to. I I know that my purpose is to teach about love. I know that my purpose is to help people and this is how I'm doing it. This is how <laughs> I I've done it my whole life. Um Growing up, my parents always told me that I was very talkative and I love to talk to different people and I was never afraid of chatting with people and being outgoing. And I don't get that anymore. Like in a digital world, we we don't have as many avenues to communicate with that many people. So podcasting is an awesome way for me to get my message out, is an awesome way for me to kind of broadcast the things that I've learned, the things that work for me, and the things that might help somebody else. So I appreciate your time, as always, for being here with me. And if any of these things work for you, please reach out and let me know. I would love to hear it. You can reach me at Life Lessons with Laura Podcast on Instagram. Um, please comment under the episode that you found valuable or comment anything under the episode. You know, you could say, Laura, this is crap. (laughs) You could say, you know, Laura didn't like this at all. Laura, I love reading books. Anything, really. I'm a small, this is a small brand. This is a small business. And I really hope someday that I'll be able to reach more people. But... That's not up to me. All I can do really is just try to help and put it out there. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. And it is what it is. And it be what it be and I'm going to do me. So that's just how it goes. So once again, thank you for taking the time to sit with me and hear my perspectives and learn a little bit about self-care. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Life Lessons with Laura. Just kidding. There was an edit that actually I want to re-include. So here it is. I love podcasting is so much. <laughs> I'm freaking obsessed. Ugh. 
So thank you so much for supporting me in something that I truly, truly love to do. I cannot talk about authenticity without sharing authentic me.